there's such beauty and humility in understanding that there will be never-ending layers to this, but also knowing that in each evolution of you, no matter how many layers are uncovered, you are always enough. You are always enough and whole exactly as you are. You're just making the room to know yourself at a deeper level, to love yourself at a deeper level, to cultivate deep roots and understanding within yourself than ever before. And that's why we do this work. There comes a time on your soul journey where you are called home to your true self. In answering this call, you are part of a powerful collective shift towards deeper understanding and expansion. You are part of something bigger than yourself. You are in the stage of growth known as Enlightenhood. I'm Lena Lemos, your host and founder of House of Enlightenhood. I'm here to help you heal and remember the depths of your soul as you step into who you were always meant to be. Spirituality should be as simple as coming home to yourself and tuning into your heart. And on this podcast, I provide you with channeled wisdom and tangible tools to incorporate into your soul exploration. If you're inspired by today's episode, please leave a review, subscribe to the show, and share this episode on Instagram. I am so grateful that you're here. Hello, you beautiful souls, and happy Monday. I hope you had a wonderful Halloween sewing full and blue moon in Taurus or Dia de los Muertos, wherever you are and celebrating this weekend. It was truly a very powerful time. The veil was very thin this weekend. The Celts and the Mexican culture, that that whole celebration is about the veil being very thin, especially celebrating our ancestors So I hope you did some wonderful healing, cleansing rituals and are ready for the month of November. How did we get here? I'm not really sure. This year in itself has really just been such a blur. (laughs) And I don't know about you, but I just feel this weird tranquility. And when I say weird, the tranquility isn't weird, but it feels like the calm before the storm. And as you all know, tomorrow is the election, the U.S. election. And I just see when I talk about it, my legs get chills. And I feel like it's going to be a tipping point, a boiling over point. And honestly, I'm a little anxious, not trying to feed into that anxiety. But if you watch our lives on Instagram that Jenny and I do on Sundays, we've been feeling for a while now this reckoning and not to sound all doomsday, but this reckoning coming. And a bunch of astrologers that I follow have seen that too, especially in the birth chart of the US. And I don't I don't recall the actual house or the transit or whatever, because astrology makes my brain hurt. But I trust when they say that Whatever is happening is happening collectively within the people of the U.S. And so I'm interested to see what's going to happen. But I've also been really called to hunker down and find 
refuge within my inner work and just creating a safe and a place of joy within our own house. So if you're listening to this after the election and chaos is ensuing or nothing happens, I'm not really sure, but I just had to share that with you in case it inspires you to do the same no matter what's going to happen which i think no matter what happens there's going to be chaos because this is so this is such a volatile election fueled by so much frustration and anger on both sides which brings me to healing and doing that healing work i don't know if you follow phil good on instagram but he was talking about the election and the idea that no matter what the outcome is can you detach yourself from that? Can you heal yourself and let go of that anger, that hate or that frustration or whatever that really potent emotion is? Can you detach yourself from that? And I think whether it's about the election, whether it's about your own personal evolution, whether it's about navigating the year that is 2020 in a pandemic and everything that has already ensued this year, there is such a big mirror for us to look in. This year has accelerated my own growth like no other, but that's because I took the time to finally actually look in the mirror and show up and do the work. And by doing that, I am a completely different person than I was at the start of 2020. And I am a true advocate for shadow work and self-healing because the truth is that no one can do this work for you. You are the only person who can actually show up and do the work. You are the only person who knows the deepest shadows of your soul. You are the only person who knows what needs to be healed. But I also understand that Self-healing can be, the idea of it is so overwhelming. Where do you even start? How do you even do it? And that's what I want to talk to you about today. I'm going to try to break it down for you and what's worked for me and my processes, talking about what is it, why is it important for your growth, and where do you even begin? But before we get into that, I want to give you my channeled message for the week because it's an interesting one and it may not necessarily have to go with self-healing kind of, but just kind of planting the seed. It does go with sovereignty that I've been talking a lot about on Instagram and cultivating your own, your own truth, your own reality. And so the message that I asked my guides, what does this podcast audience need to know? And they said, you've been conditioned to look past the beauty of things that are wise. And I just thought that was so interesting and also true because we're told from a very young age what's beautiful. And whether it's with our own personal looks, whether it's what's in style for the way that you design your house, whether it's fashion, we are always told by someone else what beautiful is. And what really started to change it for me was spending so much more time in nature where just seemingly ordinary things like a rock 
or things we may have passed off as weeds like oat straw or nettle. They hold so much wisdom and we always look past these things and maybe it's a conditioning to to seek that outside validation, to look externally for our power and for our beauty when really it's always within. So I love just planting that seed for you and asking you, are there things that you think are beautiful that you may have been shamed for or didn't fit the mainstream narrative? Are you looking past things that might be wise and just because they're not what you've been told is marketable or aesthetically pleasing, are you looking past it? Is your ego in the way of that? And I think that's just so interesting and such a powerful thing to consider, especially as we show up and do this work for ourselves and cultivate more sovereignty in being more confident in our own thoughts, in our own truths, what we think, how we see the world and honoring that as truth and foundation. So it, it it does go hand in hand with this self-healing work and it's more of the how we're viewing the outside world and how we're relating and how we're existing and how we're showing up. So it absolutely has to do with self-healing, but I thought it was so interesting talking about beauty because there is so much beauty in the world, but we've also fallen into, especially on social media, this picture perfect, have to have a color palette and beautiful graphics or else you're not seen as credible. And I really hope that changes soon because there's so many beautiful people in this world that have wisdom to share and are showing up in the world, but aren't necessarily seen as wise or beautiful because they don't match that standard of what we've been taught is the right way to do things. So just something for you to ponder on this Monday, and we are going to talk all things shadow work and self-healing right after this. One of the biggest reasons I began to tiptoe out of the spiritual closet was I felt so lonely. I didn't have anyone in my life to discuss these soul-level changes that happened when motherhood reawakened me, and that's why I feel so passionate about community and the ways finding soul family can forever change us. If you're looking to find your people and discover spiritual wisdom and guidance in a safe and private space that is off of social media, we invite you to join our free community, The Garden. It's time to grow with us at garden.enlightenedhood.com or text GARDEN to 31996 for the link sent straight to your phone. Can't wait to see you inside. It's time to get in the nitty gritty. So what is self-healing? You might also know it as shadow work, inner work. What is it even? And I would say that my definition is working on yourself, uncovering and honestly taking a look at the dark parts of yourself. These might be things that you are ashamed about, about yourself. These might be traumatic experiences that you have had. These might be grudges you are holding on to. These might be things that deal with lower dense energies like jealousy, anger, 
hatred, resentment, grief, depression. These are all the denser, let's say, emotional baggage things that you have. And why do we do this work? We do this work because we came here to heal. Our job is to heal. Our job is to learn the lesson, grow from it, and move on. But oftentimes we're collecting these experiences, we're collecting these traumas and these energies, and we're holding down, we're holding on to them, and they're weighing us down. Our souls are so expansive. We we can show up in such an expansive way, but in order to do that, we have to make that room. We have to think of like you walk into the house of someone who's a hoarder with all these layers and layers of boxes. Self-healing and shadow work is just starting to go through those boxes so you can make space to create that living room of your dreams if that is the metaphor for your soul. And it takes time. It's not like we just decide to do this self-healing work and you snap your fingers and the whole room of boxes is cleared. There's digging, there's layers, there's things you didn't even know that were in there from the 1980s. We are such multifaceted beings and we store so much of all of this in our hearts. But in order to make room for that goodness, that that gratitude, that accessing our wisdom, our spiritual gifts, we have to make that room because until we start to do that work and clear some of that stuff out, we don't have any room. Before I share with you three ways I think that you could start your shadow work, I want to be completely upfront with you. This is not easy work. It takes courage. And the fact that you're listening to this, the fact that you are even willing to work on yourself is so fucking brave. Most people are not willing to face themselves. Most people are so much quicker to put the blame on someone else, to have that power lie externally. But the truth is we are only in control of our own hearts and that has to be enough. We cannot control what other people are here to learn. We cannot control what other healing other people are willing to do. We must be willing to do our own work and know that that's enough because it is. The other thing I want to say before we get into where to start is that this is a very nonlinear and messy experience. With the hoarding analogy, which I think is a really great way to put it, if I do say so myself, you might go through a few boxes over here and then, ooh, something shiny, let's go over here. And that's totally okay. I've also noticed in my own experience that there's kind of three categories that my healing falls into with mind, which is my thoughts and the way that I think about myself, my body, which is my physical body, exercise, movement, healing the things that I put into it, and my soul, which is the soul rememberings happening, healing things that exist beyond this human experience. And so you may interweave between the three, those three things. You may start to heal one thing, go down the rabbit hole and realize that 
You need to put work into something else. And that's okay. The idea is that we are just making that conscious effort in every moment to heal and to work on ourselves and to cultivate more self-love and self-gratitude because that is what's truly going to help us have that courage to show up and do the work every day. The last thing that I will say before we get into to the how is that there are micro and macro layers to this. There may be one thing that needs healing that is as simple as one decision that you make in your life that heals something. It may be as simple as that, as, oh, I'm not going to be on my phone an hour before I go to bed and I'm not going to sleep next to it. It might be as simple as that. Or it might be as deep as a really deep trauma that goes all the way back to your childhood that has so many layers that it takes years to heal. And I don't want to let that scare you because it's never going to be a continuous thing. You might heal a certain part and feel amazing and then something else will come up in an experience or something that someone says and then we heal the next layer. It's like peeling back those layers of the onion. So it's not a continuous effort or a sprint, but a marathon. Sometimes our healing is a marathon. And also there's a seasonality to it. Think about our four seasons, depending on where you live. But we have the times of planting the seeds for growth. We have to let it grow. We have to let it bloom. We have to let it wither away and die. And I think healing is the same thing. We have those seasons. So we might have times where we are deep, deep in healing and in hibernation of just feeling all the feels and releasing like our winters. And that's okay. And then we might have times like our summers where we're blooming and we're not really focusing on healing, but we're living in that present moment of that version of ourselves that we are right now and loving that and knowing that's, that that's enough. And when the next thing arises for healing, we will focus on that. And that's okay. We don't have to always be putting in the work or else we wouldn't be truly present in the moment. And part of that healing is learning how to be present. So don't feel like if you are interested in a self-healing journey, if you're interested in shadow work, that that is your reality for every single day until you die. We must learn how to cultivate presence and joy and light in our lives to balance out that darkness and what may come up when we are looking in the mirror and we're looking at those darker versions of ourselves and our soul. So now the how to begin. I recommend looking at three different areas of where may be a good place to start. So the first is your reactions and your triggers. The second is dense and heavy emotions that you may be holding on to and exploring those. And the third is what does that person that you want to become look like and what is standing in your way of getting there? So let's talk about the first one, your reactions and your triggers. That is I would say my number one indicator of what needs to be healed. If you are a parent like me, our kids are really good about putting up that mirror for us to look into about what we need to heal. Other people are also mirrors of what we need to heal within ourselves. So if someone does something and it pisses you off, take a step back and ask yourself why. 
Why did you get upset? Did you get upset because that person was talking about you? Why does that make you upset? And just keep, it's just always backtracking and sitting with it and getting honest with yourself and understanding why, why, why. Was I hurt? Did it make me feel unloved? Did it bring up triggers of being bullied as a teenager? Did it bring up triggers of being abandoned? Did it make you feel less than, unworthy, ashamed? Those are really good places to start of how are you feeling and why is it making you feel that way? And then how can we replace those feelings with loving thoughts about ourselves? Because again, all we can focus on is ourself. How can you understand that person's actions have nothing to do with you and to not take it personally? And what tools can you use to remind yourself that you are enough and you are worthy? If you're really triggered by what's going on in the world right now, for instance, why? Are you scared? Are you angry? Do you have hate towards someone? Why? How can you detach yourself from those feelings? How can you cultivate more loving, higher frequency emotions that exist in your reality? Because you get to choose what's in your reality. So it's always asking why, but with our reactions, it's the quickest way because once we dive deeper and we understand that this is a trigger for us, we understand that it's a reaction for us, then we get to take that beat in between. Last week's channeled message was so much about taking that beat before reacting. Can you take that beat before reacting? And if you can't, you're always going to be a prisoner to your triggers. So when we can start to add more awareness to our triggers, then we can start to work on them. And we learn and we practice how to take that beat before we're reacting and we create new wiring and new avenues for reacting. And slowly over time, those things that trigger us, our quick reactions will change and shift. So that's the first way that I really recommend doing that shadow work and that inner healing because if you knew anything about quantum physics or talking about the dimensions, it's really the idea that everyone else is just a mirrored version of us. And when we can see other people that way and when we're frustrated or upset with them that they're really evoking something within us, it really changes the way that you relate to other people. Just throwing it out there. So the second one, dense and heavy emotions. So if you follow Abraham Hicks, which is a collective that is channeled through Esther Hicks, they gave a emotion, I think it's called the emotional frequency scale, which is like 20 something emotions ranking from the highest vibration, which is love to the lowest vibration, which I think is hate and everything in between. So if we're looking at these lower vibrational energies that we're holding on to, because everything is energy, right? And if we're if we're holding on to these dense emotions, then we are vibrating at a much lower frequency than we have the potential to. So are you hanging on to grief? Are you hanging on to hate? Are you hanging on to jealousy or anger or resentment? All of these really dense things that take up so much space in our vibrational fields. 
how can we start to work on those things? How can we start to unpack them and heal them? Start looking into why are you feeling this way? For these heavier emotions, I would ask, where can I find more support? What type of support do I need? Do I need someone to listen? Do I need to seek help from a professional? Do I need community? Do I need validation? Do I need tools to help me process and release? And then take those slow steps towards honoring the emotion, honoring the wound, and taking proactive steps to start to heal. And the last one, being that person which we could call your highest self, seeing your highest self, who do you want to become? What does that person, when, when you are your happiest, your happiest version of yourself who is, has everything in life that you could ever imagine, what is standing in your way from becoming that person? What would it take to get there? Is it fear? of being your most authentic self? Is it fear of using your voice? Is it fear around abundance and receiving? Is it fear of breaking away from doing all the things that people think you should? Is it self-limiting beliefs that there is one version of success? Is it self-limiting belief that you were taught that this is what you had to be when you grew up? Is it a self-limiting belief that so-and-so is going to be mad if you're doing these things? There are so many things that could be standing in our way from becoming that person that you always want to be. But usually, they all boil down to fear, feelings of unworthiness, being unloved, abandonment, and change. Those are what they usually boil down to. So how can we dive into those things and how can we begin to show up in small and manageable ways that is closer to becoming that person? But in order to do that, we have to shift our beliefs and shift our understanding of ourselves and what we are capable of. But that's not to say that it's not possible. For instance, for me, one of my biggest things that I've had to heal that I'm still healing another layer of right now is speaking my truth and using my most authentic voice. I was bullied in high school. I almost didn't pass the 10th grade because I stopped showing up to school. And this idea of being my most authentic self has continued to resurface as I've had multiple occasions in my adult life too where showing up as my best weird self has caused others to question my sanity, say I'm too woo-woo to this, and it really brought up a lot of those unhealed wounds of being bullied and not to mention all the past life stuff that so many of us are going through in this lifetime of the rememberings of being persecuted as a witch or a healer and all the religious persecutions and being hung or burned at the stake. 
So there's there's all that energy surrounding speaking your truth and being your most authentic self. And I know so many of us are working through that wound right now. And really this podcast and doing Instagram TVs and our lives and just talking to others has really helped me begin to heal that wound. But like I said, there are so many layers to it. I'll think that I'm there and I've finally done it. I'm like, oh, nope, another layer. But I think if we were fully, fully healed in every area of our life, then we would either be dead or decided not to incarnate on this earth anymore. So don't get discouraged on this self-healing journey because there's such beauty and humility in understanding that there will be never-ending layers to this, but also knowing that in each evolution of you, no matter how many layers are uncovered, you are always enough. You are always enough and whole exactly as you are. You're just making the room to know yourself at a deeper level, to love yourself at a deeper level, to cultivate deep roots and understanding within yourself at a deeper level than ever before. And that's why we do this work because we are so expansive as beings. Our souls are infinite. We are part of an infinite consciousness. And when you can start to realize that, it gives you so much peace and it gives you so much power and it helps you cultivate this this light within you that just radiates to everyone else. And I can speak from experience that it doesn't take much to begin feeling that way. There is so much pride and so much grace and so much gratitude and so much confidence that comes with doing this work yourself and showing up for you I love how Matthias de Stefano describes this idea of unconditional love of as thinking that unconditional love starts with us because unconditional means that there's no condition. So you, if you think that anyone else is separate from yourself, that's already a condition. So unconditional love, it, it has to start with us and we have to love ourselves unconditionally in order to grow, in order to evolve. And I just think that's so powerful. And just like last week where we talking where we were talking to Padma Gordon about love and cultivating more self-love within ourselves and within our relationships, it always does come back to that of loving yourself and loving yourself enough to heal and put in the work and look in the mirror and face the shadows to find your light again. Because your light, the world needs it. The world needs your light. We are being called at an exponential level right now to step up and be our most authentic self. And that comes with a lot of healing. But it, the walls are starting to crumble all around us. Anything that is not authentic is starting to crumble away. So if you have those walls built up to protect the version of you that you think is unworthy or that you think is unlovable, you better be ready because they are coming down. And they are coming down fast. <laughs> and that's why we do this work. To heal and to feel confident and loved in all that we are and all that we can become. And if you ever need a cheerleader, if you ever need a hype girl, 
you know where to find me <laughs> on this podcast on Instagram. I will always cheer you on because I know firsthand how hard it can be, especially when you're not surrounded by people who are also willing to show up and do that work or even have the type of self-awareness that, hmm, maybe I do need to heal. I know what it's like to be in a sea of those people and be putting in the work behind the scenes and then kind of being sucked back into uh, an energy of people not on the same soul discovery path that you are. And that's why our garden too is just so important to have that community of like-minded people. So during the mid-reel, I said that I was so lost and didn't have those people to talk to, and I was. So if you're feeling that way too, come join us. I'm working on a bunch of content about self-healing right now to help you do the work and learn how to sit with yourself and listen to what your heart is trying to tell you. You got this, I promise. Next week, we are talking to Mara of the Uprooted Soul, and we are talking about all things Reiki and energy healing and why you have this capability right now to heal yourself. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Again, sending so much healing energy and light to whatever will continue to unfold in the month of November. And I hope you are safe and happy wherever you are. And I'll catch you next week.